This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcasts live at Virgin Hotel, and we have a crazy show tonight. Uh, we have the team from Social Work Chicago. We're going to talk to them about all the great work they're doing. We've got Corbin Reef here, going to be talking about his new book, Light is in the Sky. We're going to be talking a lot about Kanye West and Nine Inch Nails, because that's what I'm going to be doing with Corbin Reef, man. Uh, but we're starting off with, with a crew who's doing really, really, I think, exciting work in Chicago. I've been seeing what you guys have been doing. I've been seeing the name forever, and I'm really glad we got to start this dialogue tonight because I've been wanting to have you guys on the podcast for a minute. We've got the team from Private Stock here tonight, uh, Jason and Herson. I'm going to let you guys pronounce your last names because, again, as somebody whose name has been butchered a billion times, I don't want to do that to you guys. Herson Escobar. Right. Jason Valcarcel. There we go. Uh, right on. So Jason Herson from Private Stock. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Good, good. Lovely. Yeah, thank you for coming up here. I appreciate it. No, absolutely, we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you guys, so let's start at the beginning. This is what we always do. We always kind of get this, like, background origin story. Like, how did music start for you guys, even before Private Stock? Like, when did this begin for each of you? I guess I'll start, but we have different stories. Uh, but similar to the past. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it started uh, with my brother. Just, like, back in the days, he had every single CD from DMX to Dipset, Juvenile, Mystical, I mean, the list goes on, you know, my family, my mom cleaning with the loud music. So yeah. it just always derived from that, and just, that always stemmed in me. And then uh, high school came about, and a couple of my friends and I just got together and just started make. they started making music, and I was just kind of behind the scenes pushing the music and just going out there, being vocal, meeting people, and all the way up to I met Jason, which I pretty much known my whole life, but until we decided to partner up, and that was like about the time that I was 18. Right on. I, for me, it started with my parents. My mom was a lead singer of a salsa band, and uh, my dad was a live engineer, so they always took me to the concerts, mm-hmm. and I was always around Latin music, and I loved it. And then uh, in the 90s, my dad opened up a recording studio with his friend, and top acts like Mark Anthony would be there at the beginning mm-hmm. of their careers. So it was a really exciting time for my life, and it, it was just instilled in me. Like I, I knew I always wanted to do music from a really young age. And so both you guys, you had that happening in the forefront of your life where you're, you know, supporting your friends. You got the recording studio, like your, your family's showing you the way. So talk about connecting and the birth of Private Stock. Like, how did this idea come together between the two of you? <laughs> it's the funniest story. <laughs> I always like telling it because I was just there and I was always like arguing with Jason. So he's like, I'm doing this, G. I'm just doing this. <laughs> so um, basically... Um, we had been working with each other and some other people for a long time, and I just remember um, Jason had just finished basically parting ways with everyone, and he just was ready for a new beginning. And we're in his back porch just chilling, casually talking, just normal stuff. And he's like, for a while he had been tagging some pictures with Smoko Uno, Poppy Beats, and a couple other guys before, you know, they mm-hmm. even blew up to today, and it would just, just say private stock. And it was literally in his back porch, what it was. Like, they were just yeah. going in there recording or just meeting with him, and it was just private stock, private stock. He starts explaining to me the concept behind it and, like, how he sees the vision, and he's just there. And during the time, we had a video production company, so we were turning in our room in Fort Knox. Uh, and he just tells me, like, let's just build a studio. And I'm looking at him like, you're fucking crazy. I'm sorry, <laughs> like it's I don't that, know if I It's curse. that simple. Let's just build a yeah. studio. Like, what yeah, are we doing you know, today? Yeah, we're, let's build a studio. Let's take the space and let's build a <laughs> studio. I'm like... 
what? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And he's like, let's just do it. And, you know, after about an hour of talking, I was like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's that simple. And literally, I drew him a picture. And yeah. he's like, that shit's not going to fit in there. <laughs> and I'm like, trust me, it's going to fit. I got this. And uh, even at Fort Knox, it was funny because uh, I, I, I wanted to build a studio. And they're like, um, we can't do that for you. We don't, they didn't think we were serious is what we really came down to. Sure. So we literally came with a check and we're like, we're ready to do this. So yeah. let's turn this into check a studio. and design. Yeah. There you go. Once you have the check, then the conversation always turns real. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So you guys, and how long were you at Fort Knox before the actual private stock concept came together? A year and a half? Uh, yeah, we were there for like two, three years probably. Hard they, to say. For yeah, like year and a half, two years, and mm-hmm. then we turned into a studio. So you were doing like video work before mm-hmm. that? Yeah, video so, production only. And was that all around music as well? Yeah. Yeah. So it was always music. And yeah. I, we had a, a little recording studio in there as yeah. well, so I just wanted a, a full like yeah. recording studio and so you know I've seen the photos and I, I want to check out the space at some point but I've seen the photos and it looks very professional it looks like you guys did not half-ass this is that the case no I uh I, I was really inspired by the studios that I used to go to as a young kid and I I drew out every studio and um I used my uh little drafting skills from high school and I got what I wanted out of that I was I was very meticulous and tedious like I have, I have OCD with that stuff so you're that details guy yeah yeah everybody every crew needs like one guy is that like is the details guy he makes fun of me all the time yeah. <laughs> but it gets things done I bet absolutely uh and something that I know is really important to private stock that really comes across in everything you guys do and all the photos all the materials is that like it's all about community it looks like like talk about the community you guys have been able to build up because it looks like it's a lot of like friends and, and people who you're really close with well, I mean, as far as, like, our inner team, uh, those are those have been, like, my friends since high school or people that I've known probably, like, 10 year plus. So it's, like, really, like, really brotherhood, sisterhood. Like, there's all these, there's females involved as well. So it's a very tight niche of people who've just known each other for a long time. And we've been working with each other before the private stock name came about. So it was just kind of, like, continuous thing of going. It's, but it's family with, it's with the same goal. It's pretty much family. Mm-hmm. And you're just putting a label on it now. Yeah, we share yeah. a vision. Yeah. And a lot of the people that are doing work with you guys have gone on to become notable names in Chicago. Like, has that raised their profile? I mean, it has raised their profile, I would think. But, like, how has that impacted what you guys do in your day-to-day there? I think it solidifies us. And um, it also allows people to trust us. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we get a lot of clients because they know the quality of the work. And right. So we didn't just want to move. We, we wanted to make sure that we had quality behind that. And um, I tell people all the time, we have, we have not only do we have a spectacular team that's tight-knit, but we have the best engineers in the city. Talk about some of the engineers that you have working with private stock. That's cool, actually. Uh, we got Poppy Beats. Yeah. Who's obviously got now like 10 records with Vic in the last two years. It's huge. Um, and he also mixed all of Tago. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, then we have Studio Steve, and we literally call him Studio Steve. He's been in the game for 14 years. He's had everybody from like Bum J to Twista to the legends, Rhymefest to Rhymefest to to that even 2012 when when um, the scene started popping. He was doing all that stuff in the South too. Well, and he those everyone you just named those are the names before anyone was looking at Chicago hip hop. Yeah. You know, it, it's weird to think about now, but I, I've been doing this 20 years. I remember when this was like a guitar town. Mm-hmm. You know, and and acts like Crucial Conflict and, like, Do or Die and stuff. Like, they were there, but you had to, like, really know about them. Yes. And now it's such a different kind of sense in Chicago where, like, hip-hop has really, like, it's just established itself as, like, the driving creative force here, which is amazing. But 
there is something really cool to hear about like somebody who was there before it was like the thing that everyone knew about. Because mm-hmm. I used I used to work at a like CD manufacturing how far back it goes CD manufacturing company out of Bridgeport, a little mom and pop DIY, and you would get like do or die and crucial conflict and stuff coming in there and picking up their mix CDs. Yeah, and that was when like if I had told anybody like oh I'm working with these names, nobody would have known. You know, so that's that's really cool. That 2012 was really inspiring. That renaissance in Chicago really helped, like, pave the way for all of us. And we wanted to be in the forefront of that. And like you said, we're, we're the guys behind the scene, but we've touched everything from Chance to Vic to Rocky Fresh. Anything that mm-hmm. popped from that renaissance, we were a part of, too. So it's been an awesome journey. So, you know, being a part of what's happening right now and, and all, the, all the Chicago renaissance things, everything that's happening, how does that... I guess, change the mission or how does that like help you guys move forward? Or, you know, when you have a project that you're involved with, like a, like a chance or a Vic, like, you know, what's the, what's the outcome of that or how does that change things? What it's really inspired us to do is we want to not have to go and move to New York or LA to have the industry. Mm-hmm. We want to be the industry in Chicago. We, we want to be that imprint where, you know, you can grow and, and, and spread your wings and, you can be an a international star. You don't have to leave the city to do well, that. And that's another relatively newer thing. Mm-hmm. It used to be that everybody left for L.A. I mean, Kanye's got songs about that, you know, yeah. like Home and, or Homecoming, yeah. you know. Like, it used to be you had to leave here, and now you're seeing more and more and more creatives of every concentration, it seems like, film, fashion, music, everything, who are staying here. Yeah, and I get it when it's a small city, but we're a major city, yeah. so it's, it's, it doesn't even make sense that we have to leave a major city, a beautiful city like this. Especially not now. No, absolutely not. It's incredible. So if somebody, you know, an artist, a producer, a musician, and maybe even somebody who doesn't fall into that label, like if somebody wanted to get involved with what Private Stock is doing, who are you guys looking for? How can they do that? Like talk about the outreach component. You know, we're... We're two companies, right? We're private. We're, the umbrella is Private Stock, but we have a recording studio as a business, and then we mm-hmm. have that label. We use the studio as a way to bring in clients, but it's also our way of scouting talent and knowing who's really serious about their craft. Before we work with anyone, we want to know that they're fully invested in what they're doing. Sure. We, we don't want the person that's just looking for the oop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I want the guy who really wants it, who's hungry. And Those who wants to have, like, longevity. Absolutely. I, I teach at Columbia College, and I talk about this in my podcast all the time, but something I see a lot is that the younger generation, and I think this is what they've been told, they want to know how to get famous and rich today. Mm-hmm. They want to get a million Instagram likes today. They're not thinking about, like, how do I build a career that I'm going to have for 15 years, for 30 years. Yes. I don't think people think about that anymore as much. No, and, it's, and you, can, you can tell in a lot of the music, too. Where I, right. I, I want that artist who's going to transcend and, like, change something, you know, change yeah. the culture. Yeah, somebody who actually has some substance. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys have the label and you have the studio what have been some success stories you guys have seen? Because, of course, you know, Chance and Vic, everybody knows those names. So yeah. what have been some moments that changed things for you guys or you saw something within your walls and you go, oh, my gosh, this means something? I think, I mean, I think L.A. Van Gogh has been a, mm-hmm. a, a turning point for us where we're like, this kid's special. Yeah, and his name, we've had him on the podcast, mm-hmm. and his name's popping up all the time. Yeah, same thing with Icon. Mm-hmm. Icon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, another he one. just dropped his project, Origami. Icon's had been an incredible a lot of love, so. Yeah. The numbers have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's, and like he's, a, he's a producer, you know, so it's like him getting all that love is just amazing. Well, and yeah. I think we're in an era now, too, where, like, yeah, people care about who the yeah, producer is. You know, there's a lot more shine in the whole team. People want to know what studio someone recorded in. People want to know who designed the T-shirt, who yeah. designed the sneakers, like, you know, who took the photos, who made the website. Yeah. Like, everybody's a player in it now. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
what's kind of the vision moving forward now that private stock has really been established because it looks like 2017 has been a great year for you guys. Where do you want to take that? I want to... Uh, it's funny you say that because we've been talking just about talked it. just talked about it right now, the whole car ride here. We, um, we want our own building in the center of the city, somewhere like Pilsen. Yeah. And uh, we don't only want to build it for the label and the studio, but... You know, Chicago's not supporting kids creatively, and they're taking out away their art programs, their music programs, and right. whatnot. And I want to have a building where I can give 200 to 300 hours to, to, to urban kids, you know, like the inner city kids, and, and really show them what the music business is about and have other stuff built into that, you know? I want, I want to expand. You know, and that it's, it's great you say that, because that's something I'm hearing from a lot of people. We were just talking with Mel Safford from Chicago Ideas Week last week here. And she was talking about the initiatives that Chicago Ideas Week is taking to connect with students, you know. And, and hearing you guys talk about making that a priority, and I have no doubt we're going to talk about that with Social Works next. Like, I just think it's so important, and people are finally waking up to the fact that, like, if you invest in the next generation, even though it sounds very obvious, if you invest in the next generation, great things happen. Absolutely. And we know the talent's here. I mean, look what's been yeah. happening the last five years. It's been right. crazy. Yeah, there's no doubt that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it worth it? No, we should definitely invest in our kids and see what they got and show them the way. Why not? And I think a place in Pilsen would be great. I think something accessible that everybody can... All sides of the city can come to. Totally. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm in Pilsen, and it's an incredible creative community there. I love being there. Yeah. So you guys have the producers. You've got the label. Talk about, like, the process of, of... I guess bring me through the process of, like, an artist comes in day one, like, I want to do something with you guys, like... What's that process from like when they walk in to when the product, the finished product or project comes out? It's been so different with everyone. Um, I mean, when we do finally decide that we want to work with someone and we want to partner up with them, because and we tell you know we say that we're like we're gonna, it's going to be a partnership. We're going to do this together. We're going to share your vision and bring it to life. Um, we always focus on the product first before anything else. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it could be a long process. I know with LA, it was um, I don't know if you remember Safe and Sound. That project that he came out yeah, with a year ago. Yeah, I think that's what we talked to him about, Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, it might have been Friends First that you... It might have been that one. So it was safe and sound, and we wanted to see his creative process first to see where we could take it and how to expand on that. So we, he dropped that project, and that was a combo project with Ambi Lyrics. Um, and after we saw that, we knew that we could build upon that and see what he wanted, where he wanted to take his music. Um, but the process, I mean, it, it depends on each artist or producer, really. Um, we don't have like a, a fixed game plan for anyone. It's really organic the way it happens. It's just individual for each one. Absolutely. What are some of the challenges of running a studio and or a label? Because I cannot imagine that either one is easy all the time. The problem here is that everything's in-house and our team is very, very small right now. And it's not that it's a problem, but, you know. Yeah, you guys are pretty hands-on. We're, hand, we're completely hands-on. Everything's in-house from, from PR to artwork to even videos at one point, photography, like very, very, very much in-house. Well, and the upside of that is that you have kind of full creative control then. But the downside is that you have to do every single thing yourself. Yeah. I mean, my OCD kind of kicks in with that. <laughs> I kind of want that control right now only because I want to see where everything is going. Right. But do you see it really moving to a point where you guys might have to, like, oh, bring yeah. on that bigger team? Well, and we're doing that now. We're, we're talking to a lot of different colleges and universities, and we're building a, an intern program where we can host 60 to 100 interns and, yeah. you know, really push the brand forward. It makes a huge difference. I've, I have a ton of great contributors now and I have in the past like who even just doing this podcast once a week or twice a week, it's like, man, it makes a huge difference if you have some people helping carry the vision Absolutely. forward. Yeah. Um, so the studio, it's in Fort Knox. The label's based at Fort Knox. 
what are you guys looking for from talent that comes in? If somebody pitches you like, you know, I mean, you said you're looking for somebody who's serious, but like, how can someone make a good impression on you? I mean, it's really just like showing us that you really want to put into hard work, the dedication towards this just as much as we want to do, you know? Um, it's something that we gather up as a team and decide if we really want to make that decision and like go all in with this artist. But at the same time, we want the artist to be truly invested in us as much as they are, you know, because we have a vision and, and everything that we're trying to bring to life. So we're trying to help them out. So if they feel the same way with us and about us, then we want to grow with them. But I think it's just the process is just, you know, we obviously have to like them as the music, the individual. We, we don't just sign people right away. You know, we kind right. of build something up. We also show them our worth before we even do. Like, One thing we, that we do we do is uh, we do the six month thing where we don't sign them, mm-hmm. and we just try to grow as you know we try to grow a friendship and a working relationship at the same yeah. time. And if that works well and it doesn't yeah. clash, then it has we to be organic. Yeah. It has right, to be, it has to feel organic. That's yeah. all. We just don't want to have that thing where something goes south and we put in all this work and now we've parted ways. We want to grow with this artist and take it to the next level together. For sure. Uh, who are some art? You know, because everyone knows Chance, everyone knows Vic, everyone knows Saba. Like. Who are some artists that people might not know that are on your guys' radar that you think might be the next wave or are doing something really important here? Um, I mean, well, I mean, we have L.A. Van Gogh, who I yeah. think it's tremendous. You know, I think he has a bright career ahead of him. His project is dropping October 24th. Everything's subjective. Um, we have, uh, if you want to name someone. Joe Fred. Joe Fred. I think Joe Fred's part of the Chins of Flyer crew, and he's really special. Um, yeah. He's a Filipino rapper, and he's... He's just got great beat selection, and the melodies in his, his songwriting is incredible. Yeah. So I'm really excited about him. He's dropped his first project just a month ago, and, um, but the, he's going to have a bright future as well. What advice would you give for anyone watching this, listening, whatever, like, who's like, man, I kind of want to like, get to that point where I can do something on the level of what you guys are doing, or I want to be an artist who gets recognized by private stock like what advice do you have for young creatives you know i tell them don't let anyone stop you like you don't need us to get to the next level everything is so the resources are out there on the internet they are now they are and and i feel like if you want it you'll you'll just go get it yeah it's amazing how many things you can look up you can find tutorials you can like find resources message boards whatever unlimited yeah resources it's ridiculous it you really have no excuse to be like i don't know how to do that anymore no way yeah Plans for next year? You're looking at the bigger space? Um, we're looking at the next few quarters, or the, you know, the next two to three projects that we're about to release. Um, we're looking to find out how we want to create that space in, in Pilsen, and um, I don't know, it's just a lot of stuff coming down the line. And what could people do if they want to help support what you guys are doing? If they want to help support private stock, like, what are you looking for that would be helpful? You know, Book my- studio time? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they might be on the lookout. I think uh, I think I want to make that project I told you about a little bigger mm-hmm. for that for a Pilsen thing. It might be something that I might want to crowdfund. That'd be great. Building, you know, I, I think it's a vision that a lot of people can believe in and want to be a part of. So, yeah, that might be the next step. I dig it, man. I, I really love that idea. Um, what I always say to people, and I always mean it's like the mics are on. So, like, as you have more developments, as there are new chapters, please come back and talk to us about like. The Pilsen building, new things you have going on. Or you've got my email. If you get somebody in the studio and you're like, you need to talk to this person, shoot my line. Like, let me know who you think is great. I would love to speak to them on the podcast. Most definitely. I dig it, man. Uh, Private Stock, doing really exciting work in Chicago, building here with the community, and, and keeping it local. Not moving to L.A. I love that. I love that kind of thing. 
Absolutely. I think it's all about keeping talent here and just building and strengthening everything. Um, Jason and Hersan from Private Stock, I really appreciate you guys coming up. And like I said, please, let's keep the conversation going as new things happen because I want to keep talking about these awesome things, man. Thank you for having yeah, me. For I sure. appreciate Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. you so much, guys. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.